0: Uh, our faith and also focusing on the marriage Amen. now uh, a few weeks ago I uh, was able to give a a message uh, entitled uh, the fundamentals of a strong marriage mm-hmm. uh, at that time we looked at uh, the man's role in marriage uh, which is as a spiritual leader a provider, a lover mm-hmm. and then the woman's uh, role in the marriage uh, of uh, being a guide for the home, uh, being submissive to her own husband, and being a helper uh, for her husband. And then we focused on uh, five key elements of building a strong marriage, which was number one, trust and obey God. We looked at love, loyalty, respect, and faithfulness. Now, uh, a few weeks ago, Brother May brought a message uh, Marriage and the uh, root problem, root of the problem, and then last week he brought another message related to marriage, which was, which was what? What happened, right? <laughs> what happened? You know that what happened in the marriage? You know, at one point you all were uh, lovey, lovey dovey, then, then, then what happened? So this week, I like to look at intimacy. In the marriage. Now, after he brought that message last week, you know, what happened? I was like, I, I, I got to piggyback off of that. I got to get a piece of that. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad today that I, I'll be able to, uh, and this is just one more piece of, of marriage. There's going to be several more lessons to go on marriage, but we need to build our marriages up, we have to strengthen our marriages. Amen. Now, we know that Satan is running rapid out there. And one form of attack, if he can destroy the family, if he can destroy the marriage, then he has a, you know, he's got a dent in the church. Now, he's not going to win. We know that we got the victory. But he can discourage you. He can actually uh, make you go astray just based on your marriage, tearing your marriage up, tearing the family up. So we need to look at another element of marriage, intimacy. Yeah. In the marriage. What, yeah. what happened to it? What All happened right. to it? All right. That's a, a key element in the marriage. And intimacy, we look at that word. There several different definitions for the word intimacy. You know, a state of being intimate, uh, privacy, especially as suitable uh, to the telling of a secret, uh, the uh, amorously uh, familiar act, liberty. But two forms of intimacy. I want to focus on today. And, and, and you know, we, we look and say, well, man, that, that's not appropriate talking about sexual intercourse. We've got small children. We've got, we've got teenagers and all that. Well, that, that's why we need to look at intimacy in the marriage. Okay? And we're going to address some of the other things later. But we're looking at, okay, you're married. Now what? Now, we're not even talking about, we're, um, we're going to get to that point where, uh, what about before that? But now you married, right. you're married. Now, now what? How do you, you in this thing yeah. and you're struggling. Yeah. You know why I know you're struggling? Every married person in here is going to struggle at some point. Guarantee. I, I know Amen. it. Guarantee. You may be at that point now. I hope you're not. But if you're not right now, you will be at some point. Amen. But how do we get that better? Intimacy. We're going to look at the sexual intercourse part of intimacy. And then a close, familiar, and usually affectionate or loving personal relationship with another person is another form of intimacy. Yeah, as I mentioned before, every aspect of of marriage, you you can find that in, in 1 Corinthians 7. So, but we're going to look there for a little bit this morning. And as always, I, you know, I got a bunch of scripture up here. I can't, we can't deviate from it. So, <laughs> so bear with me for just a little bit. Uh, and I like to put the scripture up so we're not fumbling around and, and, and you know, wasting a whole lot of time uh, looking for it. But I do have most of them here. But if we look at 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, it says, now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, and this is Paul, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Now, see, this is part of the reason, but this is one reason that I don't agree with boyfriend and girlfriend in middle school, high school. Hmm. Your adolescent, that that's called that for a reason. You come into all these hormones, these emotions that you, it, it, it's a rush. Yeah. You're growing and all these things and then you want to Touch somebody. Mm. Well, that's not my lesson. We're gonna get there. One lesson is going. We're gonna, Lord willing, you know. What about dating? What about the uh, the courtship before marriage? We'll get there. But that's not my lesson today. Number uh, verse two. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman have her own husband. Hmm. Verse eight, I say, therefore, to the unmarried and widows, it is good for them if they abide as I. But if they cannot contain, let them marry, for it is better to marry than to burn. And you wonder, why are we talking about sex, intimacy in the marriage? Number one, that's the number that. That's the number one reason you got married in the first place. To be honest with you, that's why you got married. (laughs) Because you obeyed, verse 9, it is better to to marry than to burn. If it wasn't that, then, you know, what's the purpose, right? Now, I mean, you you can have friends and acquaintances, and that's fine. Y'all can go out to dinner and all that, and and there's no... uh, you know, no kind of attraction. That's 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 fine. But when you get to the point where you have set eyes on somebody else and they set eyes on you and y'all begin to touch you and you have these thoughts and feelings and all that, and you marry, yeah. so that it can be right in God's sight. So that that's that, that's why you got married in the first place. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, you enjoyed each other's company and all of that, but you had an attraction to them that was different from anybody else. Man. And you decided to get married. So this form of intimacy is extremely important in the marriage. Okay? Verse 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Verse 3. And the husband should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. And likewise the wife to her husband. The wife does not have authority over her own body but yields it to her husband. In the same way, the husband does not have authority over his own body, but yields it to his wife. Amen. Amen. I'm going to do another detour on that. Mm. Another detour. <laughs> A couple of detours on that. Mm. Young, young folks. It, it, and we see it so often, un- unfortunately, that You know, if a young man respects you enough and he thinks the world of you, he's going to ask you to marry him. Men, we are so simple. We're simple. And see, y'all don't realize how much power y'all have. I mean, a, a, a boy will cut his afro off because he thinks you like a clean head. Uh, uh, that's that's why half these guys are run, walking around with their pants hanging off their behind and trying to look thuggish because they think you like a thug. That's right. Now, if they thought you like a clean-cut guy that wore a bow tie to, to school in the ninth grade every day, that's, that's what he would do. Yeah. Y'all got that much power, and you don't even realize it, but you set the bar so low. Yeah. Your esteem is, is so low. Your self-esteem is low, but you don't realize... Yeah. <laughs> You don't have to show everything. You you can, you know. I look at uh, the—I don't know if it's it's the Muslim women, but they, you know, only see the slit of their eye. I guarantee you, you let her walk across the street, and if a guy sees that she has a couple of bumps, he gonna about break his neck, even though all he can see is the slit of her eyes. Y'all got that much power, so don't, 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 don't think, you know, because you got a, you know, he, he, he knocks, you know, you get a have a baby, a child, and. You know, he's still not asking you to marry him. And, you know, see, the thing going to happen is he's going to find somebody that he thinks is worth marrying. Yeah. And, and you holding on to what uh, he's good to my my child. Mm. It, your, your body doesn't belong to him. Amen. It, it, that's in marriage. Yeah. But that, that oh man, that's not the lesson. That's not the lesson. But, you know, please. Uh, but but if you are married, this is where I want to go. The, the married folks. Your husband belongs, your body belongs to your husband. Amen. And husband, your body belongs to your wife. Amen. You know, you say, well, how, how is that even possible? What do you mean? This is my, I mean, if I work out, I work out. You belong to, his eyes is for you. You, you are for him. That's right. he, 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 his lust is for you. Yeah. Her lust should be for you. Amen. Then that, let me keep on. Verse five. Do, and I hate to put this in. I hope you all can see this in black. But verse five, do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent for a time. Yeah, for a time. Boy, yeah. And this is a mutual and that not even a time is the key here. Mutual consent. Do not deceive each other. Mutual consent. Now, if, if that's fine, if if you know one or the other says, you know what, uh, you know this is not the main thing anymore. I, you know, I I'm okay without. And if that other person says, you know what, yeah, we, we, you know, that's not the main thing. I just enjoy each other company now. You know, we're at this stage in our marriage, and you know, if, if it's a mutual agreement, that's that's fine. That is fine. But if. In that talk, and I I suggest that every married couple in here have that talk. You know, you've been married for a while. Say, you know, is that still the main thing? You know, are you still attracted to me like that? Do you still desire that, this form of intimacy in our marriage? And if one of the other says yes, if one of the other says yes, (laughs) you need to fulfill that. Amen. It, 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 that's, that's scripture. Yeah. Now I'm just trying to break it down to you. So if one other the still desires, that is your obligation. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't be sensitive. We talked about that in, in the last lesson, you know, about love. Love is patient, kind, and all these things. Yeah. Now, don't that, that doesn't mean that if, if your uh, spouse doesn't feel good, you know, have things going on, because life happens. That's right. But you still have an obligation, yeah. and, and you know it, say it. I, I man, I, <laughs> you <get> it, <laughs> let me see how am I gonna say this. Now, if, if you're often sick, and, and you say I don't feel like it because I, I, don't, feel, I don't feel well, I, I, I got this ache, this ache, and the other ache, but when you're at work, nobody knows that you're sick. But, but when you go out in public, nobody would have even suspected that you didn't feel well. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, when you're home, <laughs> you know, it, so don't don't bring, you know, in another part of it, the work and life and kids and all that. And, and you know, you kids do it to you. Mm-hmm. You know, they weigh you down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have that little spark and here they go. wanting to hop up and say, hey, mom and daddy. But this is, oh, this is extremely, extremely important. So that's why we have to talk about this form of intimacy in the marriage, because it's extremely, extremely important. You know, you don't have this intimacy, this form of intimacy with anybody, that's right. but your husband or your wife. That's okay. why this is extremely important. Don't deprive one another, uh, perhaps, by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourself to prayer. So if you're going through that, you know, you need to, what, why, why is it? What's causing that, that uh, time apart? You need to pray for that yes. and pray together. Yeah. Pray separately, Yes. But pray together because you want your marriage to be as strong as possible. Amen. You know if there's some kind of disagreement, if, if somebody's done you wrong and, and all these things, and you're holding the grudge, Brother May mentioned on that on, on us uh, Wednesday. You, you can't and Sister Tillman mentioned that too. She said, you know, some people in one of her comments from Wednesday, some people will take whatever that grudge is to the grave. Amen. Then what? Now you all been mad at your husband or wife or something that they done in the past they cannot change but you're going to hold on to it for years a grudge and you die and he all repented or she all repented and moved on mm. and, and they're in Abraham's bosom and because of that grudge where have you found yourself Anyhow, uh, then come together again so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self control. Man, Satan is crafty. Yes, he is. Amen. Satan is crafty. And, and he knows that this is such an important element within your marriage. And he has a way of here comes Susie, here comes Joe. Self control. So, this is why you can't deprive yourself. And then Paul went on to say in verse six, I say this as a concession, yeah. not a command. Yeah. He said, this ain't the way it should be. <laughs> y'all shouldn't be depriving each other, but if you do, let it be for a short period of time, let it be a mutual agreement. But he said, that, that ain't the way it, it ought to be. Yeah. That, that, that ain't the way it's supposed to be. You know, he's just saying, I'm just saying to help you all out. Help y'all out. Yeah. But that, that's not a command. That's, that's just a concession, right? Now, we mention this verse all the time, you know, in marriage. You know, marriage is honorable and all, and the bed is undefiled, but whoremongers and adulterers, God will judge. Yeah. And, and, and we say, hey, you can, the, the bedroom, you can be as freak as you want to. That, that ain't so. That ain't what this says. <laughs> You know, because now we're living in a different day and time and and pretty much anything and everything goes. That is not what this is saying. And I'll look at it from another version. I like the NIV version. Marriage should be honored by all. (laughs) It is honorable. Yes, marriage is a good thing. It's an honorable thing. But you you need to honor it. And what is that marriage? It's between a man and a woman. Amen. One man, one woman. Amen. Everything doesn't go in the bedroom. That's right. That's right. <laughs> y- y'all know what I'm saying. That's right. Natural. L- l- let's 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 bring in. Mm mm. <laughs> let's watch. Mm <mm-mm>. mm. <laughs> y'all know what? Hope the adults know what I'm saying. <laughs> <Come> on. <laughs> so. That's one man, one woman. Yeah. Husband and wife. Yeah. Everything is not honorable in the bedroom. Amen. It should be honored with the husband and the wife. Amen? Amen? Amen. So don't get this, this verse misconstrued. <laughs> so marriage should be honorable in all. In the, marriage, uh, in the marriage bed kept pure. So adultery is still adultery. Yeah. Yes, it is. Y'all know what adultery is, going outside of the marriage. Relations with someone that's not your husband or wife. Is right. adultery. Ma'am. Fornication is before you're married. Yes, sir. Right? You're not married and you're out there doing what you—that's fornication, yeah. adultery. You're married and you're going outside of your marriage. Yeah. Yeah. And we all should be clear on that. Yeah. Adultery is adultery. Yes, it is. All right, so that that bedroom should be kept pure, for yeah. God will judge the adulterer, yeah. and all the sexual immoral, uh, immoral. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Just because, like I said, it, yeah, let's watch this. Now, over in uh, uh, Romans one, you know. Uh, it talk about all these things that, that you know, God gave them over to a reparate mind. and They were just doing all kind of, you know, anything, any and everything from, from you know, just all kind of evil stuff. Right. And, and then in verse 32, the end of that, that uh, chapter, although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death. And in that he included fornication, adultery. Those who do all that they deserve death. They uh, they not only continue to do these things, uh, but also approve of those who practice them. Let's watch this. You know they fornicate. You can't approve of that. That's right. Amen. That's sin as well. That's right. Amen. So let's keep the bedroom <laughs> honorable yeah. and undefiled. Amen. Amen. Now. You know, I, you know, brother, may mentioned last week. You know, uh, you know the, the the couple riding in the same vehicle yeah. together, and you know how you show love for one another. And, you know, they just couldn't do no wrong. You know, that's that, that that's another part of intimacy as well. Yeah. So I, I I'll leave it there. I think we got the point on this form of intimacy. You have to get that right. If if One, at least one party Wants to continue on with that Form of intimacy Amen, this is strengthening Your marriage Amen Amen? But you remember When you thought the world Of your husband, you know, before you got married But then when you got married You know, when when it's new (laughs) He's just the best thing Amen, Solomon See, if I knew If I I was, you know, back in in my day, if I had read Solomon, I would have had some some good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies, you remember, this is Solomon chapter 1, beginning at verse 2. You know, ladies, uh, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. For your love is more delightful than wine. Pleasing is the fragrance of your perfumes. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. Take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chamber. In verse 16, how handsome you are, my beloved. Oh, how charming. And our bed is burning. You remember, remember when you first got married. Whatever he wanted, hey, whenever, all that. Because you just love the, the, the air that he breathed, you know he just smelled good. And brother made mention to, you take a bath too. <laughs> You've been married a while, hey, you need to keep yourself clean and smelling good, fellas. Right, That's right. But ladies, you, you thought about your husband like that at one point. It may have been the first week, but you, you thought <laughs> you, you thought he the world of him, and he couldn't do no wrong. But you have to get back to that feeling. That's right. You got to get back to that. And fellas, yeah, I don't leave you out. You remember when you thought your wife? She was the best thing. This is Solomon Ford. How beautiful you are, my darling. Oh, how beautiful. Your eyes uh, behind your veil are doves. Your hair is like flocks of goat descending from the hill of Gilead. Your teeth are like flock of sheep just shown coming up from the wash. Each one it uh, has its twin. Not one of them is alone. Got yeah, still got. And some, some of them, you don't know, you know if your wife still got all your teeth all her teeth or not because she's always frowning. But anyhow, but, but man, she, you, at one point you thought I mean even that smile you just couldn't wait to that see a, that smile. Yes, sir. <laughs> y- 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 y'all remember that, don't you, fellas? Your lips are like scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is lovely. Your temples behind your veil are like uh, halves of pomegranate. Your neck is like a Tower of David, built with courses of stone. On it hang a thousand shields, all of them shields of warriors. Your breasts are like two funds, like two funds of a gazelle that browse among the lilies. Man, man. Woo-woo. Yeah, I know that's right. Bear, I ain't got nothing on this right <laughs> Man, you remember, Man, she, everything was perfect. Amen. Amen? Yep. Until the day breaks and the shadows flee, I will go to the mountain of Myrrh and to the hill of incense. You are altogether beautiful, my darling. There is no flaw in you. you remember when we used to think about this, like this about each other, husbands, wives? Mm. Mm. And now you barely glint at them at him or her, you know, as they walking out the door. Some of you, if I told you to look straight ahead right now, and ask you what your wife got or husband got on, you wouldn't even know. <laughs> you, you, you don't even pay that much attention. But we got to get back to that form. We got to get back to thinking about each other in that form. Like, you, you, just, you are all that. You're the apple of my eye. Now, how Do we improve the intimacy in in our marriage? How can we get back to that? Now, for one, we need to pay attention to our spouse. Now, attention is the most loving thing you can do. That's the most important thing that you can do is pay attention. Now, when you pay attention to someone, you say, I value you. You're, You're worthy of me listening to you matter to me. That's, that's what happens when you pay attention yeah. to someone. Then yeah. when you pay attention to someone, uh, you actually give them a piece of your life. Mm-hmm. You give them your time. That's, that's something that you'll never get back. You give them that. Right. So when you pay attention to your spouse, there's that, no better than that. that. That's your life. That's their life. I, 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 I want to listen to what you have to say, yeah. attention. Now you, you fell in love because you paid attention to somebody, and that somebody paid attention back to you. Yeah. that that that's what happened. <laughs> you, I remember you know when I first laid eyes on, on, on Georgia. You know, I was at the, uh, in the library uh, at, down at Albany State. You know looking down. You know and, yeah I was scoping out to see see the ladies walking. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. But this one that came by was, was different than all. I, I could tell from afar off. Her hair was flowing and she just just walked with dignity and just gracefulness. And man, I tell you, I, I, I went back to that floor every time. I forgot the, the, day, the time of the day. That I know she had a class and that she walked to her car. <laughs> but man, I just kept going there just to look out to see her. And, and you know, I won't tell you the whole story of what happened after all that. But man, but but she eventually paid me some attention. But I, I was showing sure up paying her some attention. <laughs> Thank God for it. Uh, but do you remember uh, how much attention you used to give your husband or wife when you first got married? You know, you used to give her flowers, you write notes, kiss each other before you headed off to work. I remember all that. I hope you remember that. You need to remember that. Yeah. But over time, we tend to pay less attention to our spouse. We do. We get busy with work and kids and bills and all that life happens. And then you pay less attention to the one that you love. Yeah. That's not healthy. That erodes the marriage over time. That erodes, so you have to get back to paying attention. Uh, you show you care by staying aware. You show you care by staying aware. I, I'm, I'm, aware I, I'm aware that you're not feeling well today. I'm aware you got things going on at work. I'm aware of, of what's going on in your life. When you don't know what's going on in your spouse's life, you're not showing the attention, the form of intimacy that you should. So we have to get back to that. How do we build that intimacy? We have to show affection to your spouse. You know, Romans 12 in verse 10 says, be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love and honor uh, preferring one another. Affection to one another. And the King, uh, NIV says, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourself. You have to show this affection yeah. to one another. You know, it, it's so easy to fall in love. But I think everyone that's in, in love in here would agree that it's, it, it's easier to fall in love than it is to stay in love. And young folks, you, you better hear me on this. You know, you, you, your nose wide open right now. He or she can't do no wrong. This is different. I love him. I love, he loves me and all this. You, you can fall in and out of love. Yes, you, can. You, you can fall in and out of love. Okay. Don't ruin your life because you, of, of a feeling. That's right. But that's not my lesson. You're in love. You're in marriage. You have to stay in love. You have to stay in love. Now, how do you rekindle lost love when when the feelings aren't there? You find yourself in a situation. You're married. I loved him at first, and he couldn't do no wrong, but now, how how do I rekindle? How do I rekindle? How do I get that back, right? How do I rekindle the affection uh, you felt uh, for each other in the beginning of your marriage? Well, you you do what Christ told the church to do. You do what Christ told every every aspect of our life, including our marriage. No matter what you're going through, God tells us how to handle that. And and the verse was read into your hearing this morning. Thank you, Brother Kyrie. Revelations 2, verses 4 and 5. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. This is uh, Christ talking. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee before thou hast left thy first love. Verse five Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first work, or else I will come unto thee quickly, and will remove thy candlestick out of his place, except thou repent. I said, What? This is exactly what you do in the marriage. And that's going to be another lesson as well. Paralleling marriage in the church. But Christ tells us what to do when you have lost that affection for one another. How do you rekindle that? This is it. Here he's saying, remember. Remember, remember back when? And then he says, return to that. Now you remember that first love. You remember how y'all first felt Contemplate on that. Look back on that and then return there. Get that spark back. And then he says, repent. Yeah. Repent, change. Repentance means just change. You, you know that y'all have been going your separate ways. You know y'all, y'all been arguing and you know, y'all just passing in, 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 the, in the wee hours of the night or morning. and You know, it, it ain't the same. He says, repent. Yeah. Change. Yeah. You know what, what it was. Get, get it back. Change. It's you. You, can have, you can have the best marriage in the world. Yeah. You can have that Hollywood marriage. Actually, not Hollywood marriage. Cause they don't last. <laughs> but you can have that storybook. That storybook marriage. It, it, it's the two of you. It, who makes it better? It, it's the two of you. If you start looking at him or her the way that you used to, man, sparks will be flying That love is there, your your heart skips a beat, all of that. Christ says, remember that, return to that, repent, change your ways, get back to that. And then he says, repeat it. You know, it becomes habit. You start kissing each other again before you leave the house, make that a habit. You hug each other, you hold hands when you're out in public, make that a habit. Return to that and make it a habit. Return to that. You have to get that affection back. And give affirmation to your spouse. This is another form of this intimacy that you only share with your husband or wife. Get back to this. You have to get back to this. Affirmation. One reason you fell in love with your mate is because he or she affirmed you. you. You fall in love with people who express that they love you. Man, you love them because they think so highly of you. And you think so highly of them. That, that, if you find yourself married, that should be that mutual agreement, <laughs> that mutual feeling before you got married. Amen? Amen? Amen. Yeah, some of you get scared into marriage and all this other stuff and it's for the wrong reason, but you have to love each other. And that, that's why you got married in the first place. Your, your spouse desperately Desperately Needs your affirmation yeah. They need you to think That they're the greatest thing in the world mm-hmm. They need that from you yeah. Because the world Ladies The world is going to tear your man down yeah. The job is going to tear Your man down yeah. Law enforcement is going to tear your man down yeah. the, the, the bills Are going to tear your man down yeah. They need affirmation from you Husbands, the kids are going to tear your wife down. <laughs> Life, their friends, family, it's going to weigh on them. They need affirmation. They need for you to say, sweetie, you, you, you're such a wonderful mom. You're such a beautiful lady. They need affirmation from you. They desperately need that. Yeah. They need that in the ma- thats That's your responsibility. We talked about that love. That, that is that responsibility of the spouse. Amen. Now, how, how often should you affirm your spouse? You know, yeah. I, I, how often should you do it? I'm glad you asked, because yeah. that's in the Bible, too. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 3, verse 13. And, and I, I apologize. I, you know, usually I try to make light of things and, and try to get some laughs out of you and all that when I'm up here. But today, this is a serious thing. You know, I, a few more lessons down the road, I get some, some funny stuff in there. But today, husbands and wives, this is so important that you grasp this because it's so, this, is, this is key in your marriage. Amen. Okay. So how often do you affirm your husband or wife? But Hebrew chapter 3 in verse 13 says, But encourage one another daily as long as it is called today so that none of you may be heartened by sin's deceitfulness daily. Mm -hmm. Daily. How was your day? I'm glad you made it through the day. You know, know, your your job, you know, it's important and I know that if you wasn't there, then, you know, things wouldn't be the same. Mm -hmm. The home wouldn't be the same without you. Man, you changed the light bulb. Man, I appreciate that. I, I wouldn't have been able to get up there to do that. You know, give give them affirmation. <laughs> encourage them. Encourage, encourage them. Amen. And you say, well, what what, what do you do? What, what do you affirm on? What do you affirm? Well, glad you asked that too. So affirm uh, each other, others value. Proverbs chapter twelve verse twenty five. Heaviness. This is Proverbs chapter 25, uh, chapter 12, verse 25. Heaviness in the heart of man make it, it stoop. You know, it, it, we go through some things. And that heaviness, if it's in your marriage, that heaviness on the heart, it, 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 it weighs you down. Yeah, yeah. That y'all not getting along, that, that weighs you down. That's right, It weighs you down. And, and continuing on in that verse, but a good word maketh it glad. I mean, just encourage, just to, you know, get out of that, that slump that you're in. Get out of that funk that you're in. Start encouraging your husband or your wife. Say something good. Yeah. Man, that'll, that'll pep you up. Yeah. That, oh, come on now. <laughs> to stay off social media and all this other stuff that tears you down. Yeah. It tears you down. Uh, you can also affirm each other's strength. You build each other up. You become what the other, uh, what other people see in you. Yeah. You become what other people see in you. Mm. You know, even as a child, when somebody builds you up and say, oh, girl, when you tell your kids that they're the best singer, they can sing and you know they can't, but you build them up. <laughs> Remember uh, Georgia... Talking about her, uh, her mom or dad told her that, that she could run. The first time I saw Georgia run, I, I almost died last <laughs> She's not the fastest thing, but she's beautiful when she runs, though. <laughs> but you know, when somebody builds you up, you, you, you become, man, you, you want to, that is, inspires you to do better, to become that. So words are Powerful. As you affirm someone's strengths, you help them to grow. Yeah. You help them to grow. Yeah. You should also affirm uh, what your spouse does for God's sake. Amen. Mm, that, and that's, you have to affirm what your, your spouse does for God's sake. Amen. Now, Paul said in, in Romans chapter 1 and verse 11, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gifts. To make you strong, in verse twelve he says, "That is, that you and I may mutually encourage, uh, be encouraged by each other's faith." You got to affirm them, in, in their work for God. Amen. Sweetie, I, man, I, I, you know, you look so good when you got up there to pray. I'm so proud of you. Oh, sweetie, you, you, you are helping out, you know, with this ministry at church. That is, that's so great. You know, do, do you need my help as well? Affirm each other for what you, man. You know, and I, I hope they don't mind me saying this, but uh, there are some brothers that you may not know it, but you have encouraged me, especially these, these last couple of months. For you to be here, that encourages me. So I know it encourages your wife. I know that it encourages your kids. Brother Mike, it's good to see you. Been seeing you on a regular. Keep it up, brother. That, that You encourage me. you encouraging me. And he's not here today. Uh, uh, brother Terrence has been here regularly in the last couple of months. Brother Johnny. Now, I, you know, they can take it up with me if you want to <laughs> I, I, I can take it. But I just want you all to know that it is it's encouraging to me to see married men yeah. stepping up yeah. and putting God first. Because yeah. it's not about our ego. It's not about being macho. It's not about, you know, a job or status or any of that. Mm-hmm. When it boils down to it, we're here for one reason, and, and that's to worship God. And that's Amen. because we have one thing in common is that we all want to make it to heaven. Amen. Amen. So all egos and all that needs to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and our business needs to be about our father's business. Amen. So when I see you, that, that, man, that encourages me more than, I mean, ladies, I love to see y'all as well, but the brothers, you encourage encouraging other brothers. Amen. So uh, women, uh, ladies, wives, encourage your husbands. Amen. Keep encouraging them. Yeah. They, they need that affirmation from you. It's yeah. important. It's important. Yeah. Now, Christ is the glue to keep marriages strong and together. Yes, he, he wants to be intimate with you as well. Mm-hmm. And we, we've been looking at uh, Matthew uh, 11. We looked at last Wednesday and, uh, and also on the radio program on uh, Tuesday, uh, of this passage. But Christ wants to be intimate with you and see that, that that puts it all together you can have googly eyes for each other all you want but if you don't put Christ in the center of that marriage then you're bound to fail yeah. so you have to be intimate with Christ as well And uh, Matthew 11 verse 28 come unto me all ye that uh, labor and are heavy laden and I will give thee rest take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your soul for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So if you're wondering how to get this intimacy back in your marriage. How do you get that part back in your marriage? You know, you already know what your role is. We talked about that with the husband role, with the wife role is, you know, identifying the problems, you know, realizing that you've grown apart. Now what? How, how do you get that back? And, and the key component in that is, is getting Christ back. You, you can't go wrong. I mentioned this a while back as well that half your battle will be won if you just come to church on a regular basis. Amen. Amen. That, that takes so many arguments out of the equation. Yes, it does. But <laughs> you just come into church. Okay. Guarantee you that, that'll take so many arguments out of the conversation. Out of the equation. So uh, I, you know, I'm here to, as always, to try to encourage you to do better. Encourage each of us to do better. And, and I know this is geared towards the married couples, but these young folks, the unmarried, uh, I hope and pray that you get something out of it as well. Amen. Because if you aspire, and I, I, I hope that my daughters do get married and have a happy marriage someday. And Kids and all that. But if they don't, let, let that be God's will. Yeah. B- but my thing is for them is don't, 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 because you want that so much, don't, don't lower your standards. Amen. Don't settle Amen. for anything. Amen. Don't make your life more miserable than it has to be. Because marriage, if y'all hadn't realized, it's not, it's not easy. Don't buy the lie when you your first set eyes on somebody. Googly-eyed and, and you know, they, they, uh, they can't do no wrong, but yet they, they stand at home with mama or daddy. They, they have no responsibilities. They're wearing all the name brand stuff, but they don't have a job. You don't even know what their work ethic is. Boys, you, you have this, your eyes set on these young ladies that, that are developing and all this, and then uh, she is just so... You you, you you even put in your mind that she's so uh, smart and intellectual, but you, the the main thing is that you're looking at her physically. Yeah. Yeah. But see, the thing is, you don't know if 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 she knows how to cook. You don't know if, if if she's a just a mess at home. You you don't know anything about. She don't even know nothing about herself, and you don't know nothing about yourself. You don't know how you're gonna fare. When the rubber meets the road, when you have to start getting some responsibilities, you don't know how you're going to react yet. Yeah, that's right. So that's right. pump your brakes on that, and we're, we're going to get back to that. <laughs> but I, I hope that for my, my uh, daughters one day. But if that's not the case, as Paul mentioned, I mean, he, he would hope that, that some of you could be like him. Mm-hmm. And that's a wonderful thing as well. So, but if you find yourself married, we have to get this thing right. You're in it. Right. That's right. You're in it. That's right. We talk about divorce as well. You're in it. Yes, it if you can't remember, go back. It's in uh, 1 Corinthians 7 as well. Yes, okay. <laughs> so anything pertaining. So we're in this thing. I, I, I hope and pray that we all make it to heaven. Amen. And for those that are married, you got to get this thing right. Yes, sir. Amen. <clears throat> now that, that's my lesson for today. <clears throat> But if there's any, as always, any among us that have not obeyed the gospel, it's simple. It's simple. Hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized, live faithful unto death. Mm-hmm. I think everyone in here has heard the story, has, has heard that God created heaven and earth. You've heard that. You know that. And it repented, God, that he, he even made man because of our sinful nature in the Old Testament, they used to, you know, sacrifice lambs and bulls and all this other stuff. But that wasn't good enough. You have heard of God, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have heard of the Godhead. You have heard of it. And you know that the Son came down on earth to be that ultimate sacrifice because it was the Father, God the Father's will. To have that ultimate sacrifice on our behalf because of our sinful nature. And the thing is, if we believe this, that's part of the equation. You've heard it. You have to believe it. And that, but that's not enough. You know, some would say that. But even Satan knows it's true. But he's not going to be in heaven. I guarantee you that. There's more to it than that. You must confess that Jesus is the Son of God. So not only do you believe it, you got to confess that. He said, "If you confess me before men, he'll confess you before the Father." That's that's a key component. That's a key component. Then you have to repent. You say, "Well, what repent? What? Because you've heard of the truth, and you have not obeyed it yet. That's the change. And some of you have even been doing wrong, contrary to what you know God has told you to do or, or not to do." That's where the repentance come in. You have to do that. And then you must be baptized. You must be baptized for the remission of your sin. And then live faithful unto death. It's it's very simple. So if you have not done that today, of course, always. And it's not just Sunday. But I'm just extending the invitation to you today. But if you find... the day that, you're, uh, that you hear his voice, harden out your heart. It could be on Monday, it can be Tuesday night. You know, I'm hoping that you're turning, tuning in to the radio station. Brother May has been given some awesome, I don't know how he's com- condensing it into 15 minutes, it, it, but he's doing it. And it's even harder for him, because you know he like to talk. So, it's <laughs> But he's been doing an excellent job. So if you find yourself even one of those nights, it can be 10 or 11 o'clock at night, it doesn't matter. It's so essential. So, if you have not given your life over to Christ, if you have not confessed Him before men, if you have not uh, gone down into the watery grave of baptism, do that today. Do it today. The day that, the, the, it, it, when? It's when you become uh, of age that you know right from wrong, when you know that this is true. So, it, I'm talking to the youngest person in here, to the oldest. The day you hear his voice, harden not your heart. So that is the invitation. That is my lesson. So I hope and, and pray that it's been beneficial to, to you. Uh, but we're in this fight together. And I'm thankful that you all are here today because Christ deserves it. Yes. And, and not only that, but God, the Father, he's, he's looking for us. This is the only time that he's looking for us. He said he's looking for such to worship him in spirit and in truth. So that is our lesson today. What is uh, our song? You're looking right at you right here. 241. Uh, as we stand, 241.